This podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. They understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. Visit them online at mslandbank.com. Let's do another hour. Why not? Matt, I'm watching this video on YouTube of the of the Hawks. Uh-huh. You know, and that th- they almost look like juvenile golden eagles they they do look that way don't they um i mean they could be i just looked up a list here of you know birds of prey in mississippi native to mississippi the ones that we see i know what a red tail hawk is i've seen a bunch of those these aren't red tail hawks i I would know as i've seen these up in the air but there's one here called a cooper's hawk Uh, i think it's called cooper's or cooper hawk um and man that looks just like it my it looks just like it yeah so i think that's what it is i may be wrong i know it's not a red tail hawk hey welcome back <laughs> welcome back to the show hour number two in the farm bureau studio farm bureau go with the home team. They are your home team. Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. I opened a can up, JB, about these you black, the, the Panthers in Mississippi. Yeah. I text one of my uh, uh, really good buddies that works for Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, and I, I sent you his response. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not anywhere else in North America. The only big black cats are black jaguars in Central and South America and black leopards in Africa and Southeast Asia. He's saying they are not here. Yeah. Isn't that what he's saying? Yeah, unless it's some kind of mutated cat. They're not here. Y'all hear that? And look, that's from an official. I tell you what what's cool about my my buddy is is one of his major jobs is he he does all the bear studies in the state of Mississippi. Okay. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. That's cool. I know when you're entering uh Adams County. So like if you leave Vicksburg on Highway 61 and you're about to get into Port Gibson, right? You kind of go through a swampy area where they've built the road up, but if you were to leave the road, it's just all bottomland swamp. And there's a sign there that says, watch out, bear crossing. <laughs> Seen it. It's still sitting there right now, today. It's a picture of a bear, and it shows one crossing the road and says, heads up, bear might cross right here. That's between Vicksburg and Port Gibson. Y'all have seen it. Some of you guys driving trucks have seen it. <laughs> and didn't they have a... <clears throat> A black bear sighting recently this year, like earlier this year in somewhere like Corinth or somewhere like that in North Mississippi. I, I, I remember it being more towards the Delta, like over by Charleston, over that way. Yeah. Near the Mississippi River. Okay. We got them. Well, if we can have black bears, why can't we have panthers? Well, the, the black bear mainly resides in Oxford. Hey, you know what else happened last fall? There was this traveling petting zoo, and one of the kangaroos got out at Guntown. <laughs> That's a true story. You can't make that up. You know, and y'all know where Guntown is, right? Yeah, it's just north of Tupelo, between there and Boonville, in the middle 
of nowhere. The only thing that's ever happened there was the Battle of Bryce's Crossroads. Okay, it's out. It's wide open. You know, <clears throat> the only thing more abundant in Guntown, Mississippi, than open space, or what? Deer hunters. <laughs> what chance, seriously, what percentage chance would you give <clears throat> a lost kangaroo <laughs> hopping around the bunny trail in Guntown, Mississippi in late November? Ask me if they ever found that kangaroo. No. Nope. The day Somebody it got. Ate it. Hey, Ro, that's another thing. Ro, I made Roger laugh. I said, they ain't ever finding that kangaroo unless they find parts of it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Somebody has already taken care of that. They are eating it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, man, the wildlife is out because today on the trace over here to the studio, I saw, I counted 11 deer. And oh yeah, four little Jake turkeys. Okay, yeah. they're getting ready. Yeah, they are getting ready. All right, so listen, y'all. Welcome in. We're about to head down the path here. I got some sports news for you here in hour number two. The first thing I need to do though is get over here and communicate with Joker and Trey and Norman and Mail Person and Res Dog and everybody texting me on the country pleasing text line, country pleasing sausage, on grocery store shelves throughout the southeast. Walk up in there and say country pleasing please also to everybody on youtube and facebook and periscope hi to y'all caleb says red tail hawk sitting on a limb chubby old groundhog yeah that's the lyrics to that uh what is it dixieland delight by the band alabama that alabama fans ruined or alabama students i should say red tail hawk sitting on a limb that's right caleb sing along <laughs> my sister beth uh, she commented, she said, that's your wake up, drink coffee, go to do something outside, catch a kangaroo. <laughs> Why not? Hey, you know, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just out here in Guntown looking for this kangaroo. What? Yeah. It's about like, you. how about this? According to the Wild Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, y'all, Everybody listen to me. According to the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, you are more, there is a greater chance you catch a lost kangaroo in Mississippi <laughs> than a black panther. All right. Here, let's get into it. JB, who says I can't use the first 20 minutes of my show reading text from listeners? Well, you know what? It's like I told somebody the other day. They were talking about the show, and I said, what's the name of the show? And they go, the Matt White show. And I went, there you have it. <laughs> well, now level it. with me. Was somebody complaining? No, well, they wanted to hear a little more Ole Miss. From oh, time time. yeah. Yeah. And I said, well, the dude played quarterback at Mississippi State. And, yeah. you know, he works there now. And mm -hmm. I said, but it's also called the Matt Wyatt show. Yeah. And look, I played and he's never, I tell you, I must have offended him. I think his name was Paul or somebody. Who was a really good interactor, caller, texter on this show? Who was an Ole Miss fan? And I said, I'm gonna play a fight song, and I want you to tell me what it is. And I played this right here. And he and he didn't know it. 
The man is a lifelong Ole Miss fan. He didn't know that song. It's their fight song, Forward Rebels. It's, it's, it, it is my fault that there hasn't been more Ole Miss in the show because some of them, I've run them off, the Ole Miss fans. It's my fault. Uh, true story, JB. True story. Talk to me. Friday after the show, when I said bye to you, I jumped in the car with the homecoming queen and my daughter, and we drove to Oxford, Mississippi. Purpose number one, pick up some, what do they call it, macaroons. Remember us talking about that? Macaron. Yeah. <laughs> we picked up the, ma- the macaroons that they wanted. Then we did drive onto campus. We parked near the Grove, got out and walked around. Because there's nobody there. It's like it's like nobody. We had it all to ourselves, And we just walked around. Uh, Annabeth wanted to show Mary Liddy the sorority house she lived in and some of the places she went. We walked around. There's squirrels everywhere. In the grove running around. And I told Annabeth, you know, I was shooting some stuff for my video blog that I put on YouTube every day. And I said, look, I I think since I, as a member of the 98 Mississippi State team, since I am an actual Western Division champion, that I should walk through the arch over there where it says Walk of Champions. Champions. Because I'm actually a part of a team. I'm actually a Western Division champ. <laughs> and she's like cutting her eyes at me. She's like, yeah, okay, all right. And so I did this whole video blog. It's like of our trip and macaroons and having fun. And there's this one little part I put right in the middle of that video, JB, where I did have video of me walking through the arch. It says Walk of Champions. And I said, yeah, I'm an actual, I'm an actual legitimate Western Division champ. And that's the one thing that everybody pulled out of it. They tweeted me a hundred times about it. <laughs> they didn't care about the macaroons. They didn't care about it. Fun time with your wife and your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> didn't care about any of that. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Laugh. Look, Matt's really burning Ole Miss. I'm like, dadgummit. That was not. It was supposed to be funny. Anyway, that's the one thing, man. That's the one thing they took. All right. It's my show. I can read the text. There you go. Unnamed texter, listen, if you text me and and I um, describe you as an unnamed texter, would you please text us back whatever name you would like to be known as so that we can say, you know, this is Bobby or this is Billy or this is George or this is, you know, Kangaroo from Guntown. You know, something so that we don't say unnamed. That would be a rather than us assigning some, you know, ambiguous name to you. Tell us what you want to be called. OK, I'd appreciate that. Thank you. All right. So. In this case, unnamed texture said, Matt, it amazes me how many times you talk about things that I can relate to. I, too, have recently noticed a hawk in my trees in my backyard, and I saw him near a squirrel nest. Also, this morning on a walk with my neighbor, I was talking to him about never seeing a panther before in Mississippi. I really enjoy your show. It's calming to listen to you. Hail State, thank you so much for your text. Yeah, the hawks are out. Maybe it's a good sign of something. I don't know. I don't know. The Joker on the text line, Country Pleasing Sausage, says, the fact that people report seeing black panthers lets you know it's a false report. A blonde brown panther is a possibility. But there are no breeding colonies in this state. Well, that's a very scientific uh, response there. I might have to look up... I'm afraid to look up breeding colonies... (laughs) Yeah, you don't want that in your history, your <laughs> web search. 
Yeah, I mean, like you could die tomorrow and they pick up your computer. So let's see what he was looking at before he died. Breeding colonies. <clears throat> All right, this is neat. Unnamed Texter says that a group of red. Here is your trivia question, JB. The next time you and your buddies are out at the fishing camp, a yep. group of red tail hawks is called a kettle. Learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. Now that is cool. How about this text? Panther Burn, Mississippi is named after the Black Panther. You mean to tell me there is a place in this state called Panther Burn? That's like Slap Out, Alabama. Yep, there's a place. Been through it. Slap Out. Been to Burnout, too. It's not far from where I live, in fact. Burnout is. There's a burnt corn somewhere. Is it burnt corn, Alabama, or burnt corn in Mississippi? Yep. Trey says, emphatically, you hear this, MDWFP? Trey says, they're here. This is Black Panthers. A neighbor of mine posted a photo of one a week or so ago. The tail and size was a dead giveaway. Norman, Coffee Norman says what I have at my house is called a sparrow hawk. When I looked up that Cooper's hawk, man, it that's the markings right there. That's it. Mad male person says there are some black jaguars in Texas. Res Dog says, I grew up just south of Utica. We have black bears on game cameras. Okay, south of Utica. So you're talking in that Vicksburg Highway 61 area. I'm just the area. Champion Hill area, too. Yeah, Champion. Whew. Have you ever studied on the Battle of Champion Hill? I had to write a report about it three different times in school. Did you? Yeah. I mean, you talk about, regardless of which side you were on, that little battle, you talk about guts. Mm-hmm. The stuff that those guys had to do for and to each other. That was something. Yeah, but black bears... Like I said, right before you get to um, Port Gibson, there's a sign on the side of the highway that says, Bear Crossing, you know, effectively. Fleet Feet Pete, country please in text, and then I'm coming to the phone line. Pete says, he says, you ain't running me off. I'll check on Paul. We went to high school together. Check on him um, and make sure everything's okay. I didn't mean to run anybody off. I did that, though, one time. The poor guy said, he was texting. Somebody was texting me. He's a big old Miss fan. And I'm gonna play a song, and you t- you tell me who it is. I played it. And he got it wrong. I'm just saying, if you're a fan of a school, you got to know the fight song. You don't have to know the words. You just have to be able to recognize it. That's prerequisite. Okay. On the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Coming straight to us from the big booming metropolis of Crystal Springs, Mississippi. It is Ty. Ty, what's up? Thanks for calling. Nothing bad. Hell State. Hell State to you, Ty. I, I know uh, what the defense is going to look like this year for our dogs. I'm a little apprehensive, um, Ty, because State's defensive personnel, their best players are some of their youngest players. Now, I know that Errol Thompson is a senior, and he's your leader middle linebacker. Uh, and Kobe Jones, you know, kind of your leader on the defensive front, defensive end. But, like, if, if I'm going, okay, who's the most talented player on Mississippi State's defensive front? Well, it's Nathan Pickering, who last year was a true freshman. Um, you know, who's your most talented 
player in your defensive secondary? Well, it's it's probably one junior college guy and a newcomer or two. Like all the all the depth, some of the most talented players are all young, and I, and I I feel like that until we see otherwise, I think just based on the inexperience and what they've lost over the last couple of years, I feel like Zach Arnett, the new defensive coordinator, is going to have his hands full in this first year until some of these guys get another year under their belt. That's just, they're not going to stop a lot of people, Ty. That's what I think. Yeah. Well, thank you, Matt. Yep, thank you. Call me anytime, Ty. Hi to Ty and everybody in Crystal Springs. Unnamed texter said they had a Black Panther in Collins, if I'm not mistaken. Well, see, uh, uh, look, according to the experts, you are mistaken. Don't exist. They're not here. Davey on Twitter says, I used to check cotton for Panther Burn Plantation. Panther Burn, Mississippi. Where the heck is Panther Burn? Beer Slayer on the text line says, Matt, I'm not telling you what I've heard. I am telling you what I have seen. There are Black Panthers in the Delta. <laughs> See, it happens every time this comes up. You can't get more opposite of each other than the experts in this state and the hunters. They're on absolute 180 degree opposite ends of the spectrum. I've seen them. No, you haven't. They don't exist. Yes, they do. I got pictures. That's an old picture. No, it's not. (laughs) I mean, oh, I love it. It's the best off-season topic in Mississippi radio history. Do Black Panthers exist in this state? (laughs) (laughs) Lord, I love it. Okay. Flipping a switch. Back over to the Divinity Equipment phone line. My man Gator Greg. Greg! This is the Florida fight song. Back in the 90s, the Florida band used to get sick of playing it back when Spurrier was running things. What's up, Greg? Hope you're doing well. Hey, I, I got here, uh, sick of hearing it when Tebow was there that year. <laughs> they uh, lost to Ole Miss, and then they just kind of went crazy, scoring mm-hmm. all the points with Mullen Coordinator. Yeah. I think scored six touchdowns that year. Mr. Why would he? What do you think? We we missed the schedule release. Uh, again, you have to give the SEC a little credit. They uh, kind of uh, hyped it up a little bit and, and, uh, and you know, are releasing it today. Yeah. Any, any insight, any guesses, uh, where you think Mississippi State uh, opens up? And maybe where, you know what I mean, as you as a broadcaster, where, where's your open uh, date fall? Sure, right, right. Because those open dates are important to broadcasters, Greg, because then we get to sit on the couch and be lazy and eat chips and salsa and watch football on TV like everybody else. Hey, uh, Greg, you aren't the only person that mentioned uh, the possibility that State might open up with Arkansas. Um, now, we'll, we'll see. I just know you mentioned that, kind of threw that out there last week. I had somebody else that mentioned that. And I think they're thinking – as to why that might make sense is that Arkansas was one of the schools who was good and mad about the two opponents they got. They got Georgia and Florida they picked up and that the league might try to give them a more winnable game to start the season as opposed to putting one of those others on their schedule first in the season. What do you think? 
Yeah, it could be, but I know, uh, you know, that's a tall task. That game would be in Starkville. And, uh, right. you know, here recently, uh, Mississippi State is on Arkansas. Uh, I kind of can see that one, Mr. White. You know, like maybe it's supposed to start the 26th, so I guess there's no thought of maybe making that a Thursday night one. I could see that one possibly if you went uh, if the 24th, maybe, if the league didn't maybe adjust for television. That would make a great Thursday night spot, but I kind of see that one being like a ESPN two game. Yeah, I could see it being uh, prime time, six o'clock on Saturday night. So uh, you and Neil and uh, our other good friend there you, that does your sideline, uh, Jay Perry, Triple, like listen to him. Yeah. say Jay Perry, uh, get ready, and uh, you know you two hours in Bart does the pregame. It'll be here before you know it. But this uh, is why I just look to kind of see also kind of how CBS. I know they don't have but a couple of years left on their deal, how they kind of schedule it. I, I don't see, uh, let's say, like, uh, I think, like, Florida, LSU, and maybe Georgia and Alabama, maybe kind of like within the first, maybe like the third or the fourth game. You want to, you know, you kind of try to get some of these teams, LSU, even a dark horse like the A&M this year, they're supposed to give them a lot of love. You want to try to, I think it's a year you could go 8-2, the SEC team and with the lack of teams we have with these conferences, if they don't come back and play, you can get to the playoffs this year. But uh, doing a great job, Mr. Wyatt. Look forward to it. Look forward to your analysis uh, tomorrow uh, after the schedule comes out. You have a great show. Appreciate it, Greg. Thank you. I know you're a fan of Cole Kubelik as well from ESPN SEC Network. Cole's scheduled to be on our show coming up in about, oh, 40, 45 minutes from right now to start Hour 3. So stick around for that. Just getting started with you here in Hour 2. Stay with me in the Farm Bureau studio. Uh, Nathan watching on YouTube says, when does the AP preseason poll come out? Good question. So we've already got the coaches poll, right? Man, and you know what's interesting about that, Nathan, is I haven't even thought about it. Like, that hasn't even crossed my mind. I barely even touched on the coaches poll when it came out because we had all this scheduling news and cancellation news and other conferences was kind of preempting the news of the poll. And I don't know. It's interesting how this is of of the many, many, many and wide-ranging spectrum of effects of the pandemic. One of them has been I didn't pay any attention to the polls. Don't know when it's supposed to come out. <laughs> Heck, they might be waiting to just see who's going to play. You know, that's one thing that the USA Today poll ran into. The USA Today coaches poll pops out there top 25, and then a few days later, half the teams that are in the top 25 aren't playing this fall. So maybe that's what we're waiting on. All right, y'all can uh, type your comments in if you're watching the live stream. Y'all text me on the Country Pleasing text line, 885-ESPN. That's the number to text, the 601 area code. 885-ESPN. Or you can be like Gator Greg and people all over the place can hear your voice when you call me on the country pleasing text line. I got Don't call me on the text line. I, I got totally crossed up right there. Call me on the Divinity Equipment phone line. <laughs> Not as, that's looking at one thing, thinking another. 995-1059. 601 number 995 1059. Chris at the reservoir says, I wasn't offended by the walk of champions truth, but yeah, not much old Miss talk for that. I switch over when Cowherd is on commercial. 
Is that right? <clears throat> Sorry about that. There's going to be plenty of it. You know, um, for those that have listened to this show in the past, we have games going on. I mean, you know, we'll have plenty of stuff to talk about. But what I'm not going to do is is really come in here and do a disservice to you or anybody, regardless of who you pull for, and try to be something I'm not. You're just going to get me, and it'll either be good enough or not. We'll just kind of we'll just roll with that. Rico on the country pleasing text says you'd find a black, uh, let's see, what do you say, Republican in Mississippi before you find a black panther? Well, Rico, the thing is. People say there are both everywhere, right? Like that we have pictures. We have hunters who said, I've seen a Black Panther. That's what I'm saying is this whole deal of you got experts on one side and officials and 180 degree others. You have hunters who said, I've seen it with my own eyes. Well, what have they seen? If they're convinced they've seen a Black Panther, what did they see if it wasn't a Black Panther? <laughs> I haven't seen them. I'm just reporting to you what everybody says. Pat says, if you've taken 61 all the way to Cleveland, you went through Pantherburn. Oh, okay. So it's up uh, in the Delta. Uh-oh, here it is. Here it is. Let's see. MW247 on the Country Pleasing text line said, in regards to Matt... Taking some kind of cheap shot at the champion thing. He says, so if we talk about championship walks, what is the deal with Tennessee? Okay, I misread it. So it's not about me taking a shot. Okay, what's the deal with Tennessee? He said, I looked it up, championships. Tell me the difference between claimed and unclaimed national titles according to Wikipedia. Claimed national titles, they have six. At Tennessee, 38, 40, 50, 51, 67, 98. Unclaimed national titles. They have eight. 1914, 27, 28, 31, 39, 56, 85, and 89. I guess that would be somebody awarded them some service or some magazine out there awarded them a national title, but they choose not to claim it, I guess. Yeah, kind of like Central Florida, except they claim theirs. Mm. <laughs> they absolutely claim it, and nobody gave them one. <clears throat> this is the opposite. Somebody's trying their best to give you a national title. We don't want it. <laughs> I'd love to know who it was in 89, though. I mean, that's recent. Well, it is for me, anyway. That is an interesting text right there. I never thought about that. You know, Tennessee being a school that if they claimed every championship that somebody tries to give them the way Alabama does, they'd have just about as many national titles as Alabama. Hog jowl on the country pleasing text line. No Black Panthers in Mississippi. I'm let me see Mississippi. He says a Black Panther is actually a black jaguar from South America, but some wander to the Southwest states once in a great while. I promise you the photo of the Panther was nothing more than a tomcat. Well, Mongonius on the uh, YouTube live stream right now says I've seen one on a game camera. <laughs> Tony in Tupelo says, can we have a converge conversation on bobcats in Mississippi? Because I've seen one. Yeah. Well. I've seen them. All right. My buddy, the, the, the other JB, the real JB. Which one is it? This is John Bond. He says, Matt, Matt, Matt. 
Now, you're not thinking for yourself if you believe everything the government tells you. No one knows everything, and the government knows the least. <laughs> Attaboy! All the way from number 13 right there. <laughs> that is him. <clears throat> and we're not talking about Marino. We're talking about the original 13. No, Marino would have never survived in the offense that John mm. ran. He would not no. have made it. No. <laughs> he, he was bad enough as it is with his knees when he was at Pitt. Can you imagine uh, seeing Dan Marino try to run the midline veer from under center? <laughs> man, I tell you, I saw because I was in school with John at the same time, and I saw him get just absolutely demolished many, many, many times. Yeah. Didn't think he was going to get up. I've talked about that with him before, how the modern offenses, they're, they're running the option. They're just doing it out of the shotgun, right? The zone read. Yeah. But the quarterback's in the shotgun five yards behind the center. He turns and he's riding the running back as he reads a defensive end who's unblocked, and that end might be six, seven, eight yards away from him. You think about what John did. John would, in midline stuff, he's under center, right? Literally, the defensive tackle in a three technique to his right, they are not going to block him. He could reach over and pat him on the helmet. That's how close he is. Yet we're not going to block him. And oh, by the way, John, you're going to read him. What? So he takes we're a snap. Let him come through. We're going to let him come through. He <laughs> takes a snap, steps back, and and you could you could whisper and he could hear you. You can smell his breath. Yet we're not blocking him, and we're going to read him. And if you if he gives you the read to give to the back, what's that defensive tackle going to do? In 1980, he's just going to plow into the quarterback, tackle him, even though he didn't have the ball. Just so his coach would see him do something, <laughs> just in case you have it. John got hit more without the football than modern quarterbacks do with it. That's true. That's very true. Mad well, and, and you can arguably say that it, it was a little more of the um, in the trenches, you know, yeah, hand-to-hand combat. Oh, there yeah. was a, a guy that played linebacker for Mississippi State, uh, outsized, a little bit undersized, a guy named Clay Peacher, and uh, he wore number 51. And at the Georgia game, they were playing uh, – big Herschel Walker was there. Mm. And at the bottom of a pile – Peacher reaches down. Walker had something wrong with one of his thumbs, and he reached down in that pile and grabbed his thumb with both hands and just tried to break I it. Tried to break it. And they get up out of the pile. All of a sudden, Peacher feels this tap on his shoulder pads. He turns around and looks at Herschel Walker standing there. He said, number 51, I think I'll remember you. Mm-hmm. About two quarters later at the bottom of the pile, Peacher said this hand came out of nowhere and grabbed his hand, broke his broke his ring finger and mm-hmm. his pinky finger. Mm-hmm. Turnabout is fair play. Yeah, well, that's like the joke. The bull, you get the horns. That, that's that joke. I, I'll clean it up for you. But that joke about that um, guy who volunteered to wrest, uh, wrestle, the biggest, toughest guy uh, on the wrestling team. Right. And so he jumped in there with him, and pretty soon they were tied up and twisted into a knot on the ground. And they said, yeah, what happened? He goes, well, I looked, and right in front of my face was an ankle. <laughs> they said, yeah. He said, so I just bit that ankle as hard as I could. I tried to bite it off in two. <laughs> they said, oh, really? He said, yeah, and you know the moral of the story. <laughs> it's amazing what you can do when you bite your own ankle. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep. Now I clean that up. So as you can imagine, he might have in the original joke, he might have bitten something else. Uh, Tammy Rose's disgruntled stepbrother. That is the name of this texture. Tammy Rose's <laughs> disgruntled stepbrother says writers haven't stopped crusading against the season long enough to take a poll. That's your answer for the AP. Hey, we can't get enough of them that in the AP that think we should actually play football to actually vote on a poll. Is that what you're saying? Tammy Rose's disgruntled stepbrother. Unnamed texts are according to Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks Outdoor Digest. The Florida panther is a protected species in Mississippi. If there are no panthers in Mississippi, then why does MDWFP feel the need to protect them? It's uh, a good question. This, this is so such a complicated issue. My head's starting to hurt. <laughs> Hogjaw says, when the SEC schedule comes out this afternoon, I'll have a new hashtag. Hashtag hardest football schedule in the history of hardest schedules ever. Hey, go ahead and add another one if you're going to do that, Hogjaw. My friend, the Arkansas fan, go ahead and add this one. Hashtag longest hashtag ever. Because I believe you just created it. Okay, coming up next, countdown of 100 teams in 100 days, brought to you by Matt Anderson Properties with National Land Realty. We're on number 19. Next, stick around. Here we go, back on the show. Live with you today on this Monday in the Farm Bureau studio, coming up in about 20 minutes from right now. A little less than 20 minutes from right now. The SEC is going to release the week one opponents for everybody in their league football schedule. Then later tonight, we'll get a release of the full schedule. But in about 20 minutes... We'll know who everybody's playing in the first week. That'll be the weekend of September 26th. I believe that's it, 26th or 27th. And uh, at about that time, when those get released, we're going to have, if everything goes according to plan, Cole Kubelik from the SEC Network and ESPN, also uh, one of the hosts of Three Man Front, the midday show, WJOX in Birmingham. We'll have Cole on here with us. So looking forward to that. Things going to pick up a notch here in hour number three, coming up later on the show. Right now, Rebel Greg on the Country Pleasing text line says, The same people that say there is no Black Panther are the same people that won't let people in Roswell, New Mexico to see the spaceships from Mars. Same folks? Same folks are the same kind of folks. (laughs) Might be the same people. Could be the same ones. Air quotes, people. Slippery when Rhett says, my all-time favorite play and personnel combo is the 48 Veer with Tommy Frazier and Lawrence Phillips. Unstoppable. Paired with that Nebraska offensive line, it wasn't a doggone thing anybody could do about it. Tommy Frazier with Lawrence Phillips behind him in that Nebraska offensive line in about 1994-95 could look over there at the defense and say, hey, boys, this is what we're running. Right there, right over there behind my right tackle. See that one? 
Y'all meet me over there, and there's not a doggone thing you can do about it. And that's when you start to have a little fun in football, where it doesn't matter what they line up in. It doesn't matter who they put out there. They just can't stop you. That's when it gets fun. Jason in Flagstaff says, I'll give you a quote. I forgot who said it, but Black Panthers are like Bigfoot and pro wrestling. For those that don't believe, no explanation will do. For those who do, no explanation is needed. <laughs> That's good. He said, uh, wildlife poachers, roadside zoos, the Buffalo Park cannot have Florida Panthers legally. That's why it's on the list, and they know that. He said, so is a narrow-headed garter snake, but you're only finding those in Arizona. The Federal Endangered Species Act defines those, not the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. Well, thanks, Jason. I appreciate the text. What did we say it was time for? Oh, yeah. Oh, and I, I might have said 95. Yeah, but somebody texted in and said, that 96 Nebraska team, my God. Whew. You're right. Nobody could do anything with them. They could tell you where they're gonna, what play they're gonna run, and it does not matter if you know. Yeah, I, I could go back and watch some of that option. It's fun to watch people who are good at it. Don't watch me try it. My sophomore year at Prattville High School. That that ain't too fun to watch. <laughs> That's a waste of your time. Watch Tommy Frazier in Nebraska run the option, or John Bond run the wishbone at Mississippi State. Watch them. All right. 100 teams in 100 days. This one's number 19. It's the final countdown. 100 teams. 100 days. The countdown is presented by Matt Anderson Properties, a member of National Land Realty. Call Matt Anderson at 408-5155. That's 408-5155. Matt Anderson. Y'all need to call him if you're buying or selling property. Matt Anderson Properties, he's a member of National Land Realty. So he can help you with that. Maybe it's uh, you're looking to buy a piece of timber land, recreational property, hunting land, lakefront, waterfront, whatever it is. He's got the land 360-degree interactive drone touring, so you can view the property without ever setting foot on it. It's really cool. And if you're selling property, he'll get you those comprehensive Internet traffic reports for your listing. Call it. Matt Anderson, 601 608-5155, 408-5155. Team number 19 on the list from the ACC, Louisville. College Football Preview Magazine. Here's a couple of things they said about Louisville. You know, like two years ago, 2018 was a disaster trying to replace Heisman Trophy quarterback in uh, Lamar Jackson. They fell to 2-10. Head coach fired two games to go that particular year. If you go back further, you know, the end of the 17 season is when uh, 
Keaton Thompson led Mississippi State in that Gator Bowl win against Louisville and Lamar Jackson. So we go to 2018. They went 2-10, and replaced a head coach. Brought in Satterfield, took over the team, jumped up there on the uh, experience chart. They were a little better last year. They went from 0-8 in the ACC to 5-3. and Okay, but they're still getting better. This year, they have 16 returning starters, including a quarterback, Cunningham. Uh, Big-time running back, Hartwell, who was good last year, good in the bowl game. So they return a bunch, okay, next full year for Louisville, and they really think they're going to make a jump. Even that's after making a jump last year, Louisville went up to 8-5. and five. Everybody remembers this. Music City Bowl. Five-point underdogs beat Mississippi State by 10 points, 38-28. In fact, the last two bowl games that Louisville has been to, they played Mississippi State. So we go back, like I said, back to 2017, lost to State, 31-27 in the Gator, and they were favored. You come back last year, they were underdogs and beat Mississippi State 38-28. And, you know, I tell you, a lot of that particular game, I have wiped it from my memory. You talking about last year's game or the, the Gator Bowl when they beat Lamar Jackson? No, I'm talking about last year's game. Okay. I'm talking about last year's game. A lot of it I've wiped it from my memory. It was so ugly. You know, I guess I had forgotten that State actually put up 28 points, but it was one of those where State was early on, what were they up, 14 nothing, and looked like they had control, and then it just went flat. Like, I mean, it went from chicken salad to chicken <laughs> real quick. <laughs> they had control, and then they didn't, and here came Louisville. So, if the final, if they were up 14 zip, let me do the math on this. It means they yeah, outscored them 38. To, yeah, yeah, go ahead. You got it. Was it 38 14? Yeah, they yeah. outscored them 38 14 the rest of the way. I mean, it was just, I mean, Louisville turned it on. There was nothing State could do to stop them. And it was just ugly. And you knew it was not a talent deal either, frankly. So how about Louisville? They go 8 and 5 last year with a bowl win, returned eight starters on offense, including their quarterback. Return eight starters on defense. Cunningham, he's pretty good last year. Do you, look at his numbers. So he goes 63% completion. Didn't throw for a ton of yards, just over 2,000 yards. But look at the touchdown to, to interception. He was 22 TDs, five interceptions last year. I mean, that he's is not a very big quarterback either. He's only about 6'1, 200 pounds. Yeah. Little guy. But that's super productive. When you're putting it in the air that little, but you go 22 and five in the uh, TD to interception ratio, that's big time. I wonder what their schedule looks like this year in the newly uh, revamped deal. You know, with the new schedule release. You know, and what I'm finding, JB, is that it's kind of hard, or I'm having a hard time anyway, keeping up with it in my head as to which leagues are playing non-conference games and which ones aren't. I'm having a hard time keeping up with it. I think the only league that I'm aware of that's playing a non-conference game is the ACC. ACC. I, I may be mistaken. The Big 12 may be playing some non-conference, but I know yeah. of the big three that are left, I know the ACC has 10 conference games plus one out of conference. All right, so Louisville – is scheduled to open the season on September 12th, hosting Western Kentucky from Bowling Green. 
That's a beautiful, beautiful place if you've never been to Bowling Green. It doesn't sound like much, but it's pretty. Nice campus, too. Then they take a week off in week two, and then here we go. They will go to Pittsburgh late September. Take another week off. Mid-October, they'll go to Notre Dame. Then they'll host Virginia Tech. I, I got it wrong. I got, the, I got the order wrong. I'm sorry. It's host Western Kentucky, then host Miami, then go to Pittsburgh. They go to Georgia Tech. Mid-October, they go to Notre Dame. Late October, they'll finish the month with home games against Florida State and Virginia Tech. They'll start off November a road trip at Virginia. Then they get to host Syracuse, go to Boston College, finish the regular season on December the 5th by hosting Wake Forest. With everything they have back, and you look at that schedule, that's a bunch of wins on their schedule. That's a bunch of wins. They don't play Clemson. Louisville could really surprise this year. Ain't no doubt. They were well coached now. No doubt about that either. All right, Hour 3, Cole Kubelik coming up. Stay with me.